Hey, hey, hey! Exciting news! Do you ever look in the mirror or at a photograph of yourself or put on some clothes? Or rather, don't put on some clothes because the clothes you really want to wear are hanging in the cupboard or buried in some bag at the back of the cupboard and your heart sort of sinks and you think... I know, I know I need to do different things. I know I need to do something different to lose the weight, to get healthy, to do all the stuff I want to get to, to what Dr. Alina calls healthy, amazing you. And yet somehow I can't do it. You, my friend, have what is called a doing gap. It's not a knowledge gap. It's a doing gap because you're busy and you've got other stuff going on. So the Radiate and Renew program starting, drum roll please, next week, we're kicking off on Tuesday next week. It's super exciting. You will learn to do four small but mighty habits that you are going to enjoy and it's going to be easy. Now the idea of this, there's two ideas behind it. Number one, you do the habits, in a year's time you've still got the habits and they really have moved the needle. You know, you're really doing things slightly differently. But also, once you start doing things differently, you realise that you can carry on doing things differently. And so you might decide, hey, I'm going to do the reboot or I'm going to do something else and I'm really going to get to the bottom of this goal. I'm going to reach my goal. So if you are interested, if you'd like some help and support, Radiate and Renew starts on Tuesday. I will leave the link in the show notes. Welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina Carrick. I teach busy mums who are trying to juggle everything to transform their lives, to lose weight and lead a healthy life so they can feel fit and fabulous. On the Fit and Fabulous podcast, we chat about nutrition, healthy living, emotional wellness in a way that you can apply to your life. I'll show you how to stop being frustrated and overwhelmed with healthy living and how to make it fun and easy. You're invited to sign up to my free New Me workshop. Change your mindset to healthy living in five days. Get to the bottom of those I can't do it thoughts and transform them into wow, it's so easy and fun. You can sign up at drorlina.com slash new me. That's doctor, D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com slash new line in the middle, me. Good morning. Hello, wonderful people. I'm super excited to welcome you back to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Kerrick. Today, we are talking about habits and how to create habits that serve you. Now, before I tell you all about habits, I just want to say I'm super excited because I have spent the morning practicing my first weekly live video class. And I am going to be offering live video classes weekly on Thursday mornings, Thursday in Europe mornings, but there will be a recording for people. Now, this may sound a little bit strange because by the time this podcast comes out, these weekly classes will be well established. But right now, they aren't out and I have to put the systems behind it and that's a bit scary for me. But I'm super excited to be welcoming you, inviting you all to these weekly classes. The first one is going to be how to lose weight to regain your health. And I will be doing that a few times until I've perfected it and found some other topics to talk to you about. So exciting, exciting. Now, habits that serve you. Now, here's a question. 
Why is it that we don't do those little things, those little things that we just don't see the point of doing? So it may be whatever you are doing. For example, you may think, oh, this eating an ice cream, it's just one ice cream. It's not going to make the difference. Or eating this, drinking this glass of wine, it's just one glass of wine. It's not going to make a big difference. Or I can't be bothered to go for a walk today. It's just a walk. It's not going to make any difference. And on one level, that is perfectly true. But on another level, you're really missing out. And one of the things that I would like to talk to you about is something called the compound effect. And I think the fact of me starting off by talking about inviting you to these weekly classes is a really, really important point with this compound effect. Because as I do this first class, and I've been practicing it to precisely nobody. Nobody's going to listen to my very first one, partly because it isn't even live. It isn't even online, but partly because I suspect that when I first do my first one, I may be lucky to have one person. But I'm hoping by this time next year, I will have lots of people attending my live classes. But I have to start off with that, oh my goodness, what's the point? There's nobody listening to me at all. And if I don't go through that, I'm not going to reap the rewards of the next one. And that is what's called the compound effect. And we can see this in all those little decisions that we make on a daily, daily basis. And I think exercise is a really good example here. So people go and think, I cannot be bothered to go and do my exercise because it just isn't going to make any difference. It's not going to make any difference if I skip this one. And then what happens is they skip another one and another one and another one. And they don't end up doing any of that exercise. Whereas if you turn it on its head, reframe it and look at it in a different way and think that 10 minutes exercise is amazing. It is the difference between doing some exercise and no exercise. And if I add up all those little bits of exercise over a year, it adds up to a huge amount of exercise. So that 10 minutes does contribute to what I'm doing. And that 10 minutes is amazing. But we have this little voice in our head which goes, I can't be bothered, I can't be bothered. Now, on one level, if you are doing exercise regularly, so for example, I go to swimming training twice a week. Now, if I have to miss a swimming training because I have to go away or some some other reason, then that isn't going to make any difference to the long term because I've been going all the time. But those individual little ones do make a difference. So when you think, when you find yourself reaching for something that you think, oh, I shouldn't really be doing this, but it's not going to make a difference. Have a stop and think, is this actually going to make a difference? Will it really make a difference? And those little habits, I think in a year's time, if I were to do this on a weekly basis or a daily basis, depending on what the habit is, is that going to have made a difference to my life? And if the answer is yes, then you need to stop and rethink that habit. Now, a few little tips about habits. And one thing I say is that healthy living is a marathon and not a sprint. And I think that's a really good analogy because people end up thinking that, They have to go from bad, awful diet or wherever you are to perfectly amazing and everything has to be 
healthy and exercise. Now, I would say that the world doesn't work like that in extremes. And you need to get from where you are now to where you want to be. And you do that in a process. But there are different ways of doing it. But one of the ways of doing it is just in a process of making small changes, really small changes until you have got to where you want to be. And thinking about those little habits that can serve you. One thing about little habits is that difference. So if we go back to this example of exercise, the difference between starting and not starting is the big thing. And I see this hugely with my children. They don't like change. Whatever it is they're doing, they don't like change. They don't like to get in the bath. They don't like to get out of the bath. They don't like to go to the beach. Yes, seriously, in the summer, I have to battle my children to take them to the beach. They are strange creatures and totally spoiled because we live in one of the most beautiful areas of the world and they just do not realise it. They don't want to go to the beach. Hey, guess what? They don't want to leave the beach either. And this idea of change and starting new things is really difficult for all of us. And that's why someone has come up with an idea of a tiny habit. And I have to confess, I don't know who to credit this, but it's just this idea of do something small. So, for example, if you decide you want to do yoga. Now, I have decided that I can do yoga. I know I can do yoga. I go to my yoga meditation class once a week. But I don't really do very much energetic yoga. and I would like to do a little bit more. Now, I've tried to set an evening with my husband and say, come on, let's do yoga. I need someone to help me. And he's not keen. So I've rethought this and thought, well, how about I just do five or 10 minutes on the days that I don't do swimming or my yoga class? And if I make that time a small amount of time, five or 10 minutes and just do one stretch or two stretches, I'm far more likely to achieve that goal and get that satisfaction of achieving that goal. And you know what? I may carry on and do a little bit more. But if I say to myself, right, you have to do half an hour of yoga, that's such a barrier to my brain to find half an hour and to think, oh, I just, I can't be bothered. I haven't got the time or the energy. How can you not have energy to do yoga, which is invigorating? But the point is, it means I'm less likely to do it. So if I set myself a much smaller target, I'm much more likely to do five minutes than half an hour. And then I can, as I work that into my routine, so say I get to do 10 minutes three times a week, I could say, okay, I'm going to make one of those slightly longer. I'm going to do 20 minutes and find a time in my routine that it works for me. And I know that's far more likely to work than something else. Another thing I see people battling with, myself included, is this idea of our identity. And I did a really interesting experiment in January. So I gave up alcohol for the whole of January. Now, prior to January, I don't drink very much, not in my heyday of youth when I was a student and, oh my goodness, I don't even want to contemplate the amount of units of alcohol I drank when I was younger. Coming from the UK, being in the UK, there is definitely a society where we drink loads and loads. And I think the relationship that I had with alcohol was just, I can drink loads of it. And to a certain extent, when you're young, your body can take that huge, great hit. Now, prior to Christmas, I would probably have a bottle of wine that I shared with my husband over Friday and Saturday evenings, and perhaps a beer. 
So we would get to Friday evening and go, oh, should we have a beer? Should we have a glass of wine? And to be totally honest, I'm not sure I really enjoyed it. I always had this idea of, hmm, I know that alcohol isn't great and I'm just kind of drinking it for the sake of drinking it. I'm watching a movie. Do I really need a glass of wine? Now, I'm not saying you should give up alcohol entirely. I'm just saying do a bit of an experiment and find out. So I constantly had that that thought process going on in my brain. And part of it was, I want to have a treat. It's Friday evening. It's the weekend. Let's mark the weekend. Let's have something to drink. And this battle of, well, okay, I'm going to have it because I can, because it's Friday and I've given myself permission to do that. Now, I decided that I wanted to just experiment and see what it would be like to not drink anything in January at all. So after December the 31st, after New Year's Eve, from January the 1st, I didn't drink anything after that. And actually, I found that it was really easy because I'd already made that decision ahead of time. And when it came to Friday evening, I didn't even have that conversation with myself. I just went, oh, we're not drinking and made myself an infusion or a a different drink. And that entire conversation went away, that deliberation, because I had identified with, I am not drinking during the the month of January. And I think this is really important when we think about our identity and what we are allowing ourselves to do. Now, if you go back to podcast two, which was called Letting Go of Anger, I introduced this idea of what is called the thought cycle. So our thoughts create our action. Sorry, our thoughts create our emotions. Our emotions create our actions. And one of the thoughts that we have is who we are, what our identity is. And when we have that strong feeling of identity, it goes automatically to actions. So for example, I have the identity that I do not eat McDonald's. I have tried to like McDonald's because I thought it would be a good idea for my children, that I could see it was a cultural thing, that every time I ate it, it made me feel sick. And I would have this nausea afterwards. So I got to the stage where I was just like, I don't want to do this. And then that entire conversation goes away. I think for people who smoke as well, who sorry, who don't smoke, you can say, I am not a smoker. And the idea of having a cigarette just doesn't even occur to you. And when you can make that decision of this is my identity and I can say this, I can do this, you take away all that deliberation, all of that thinking about what the choice is going to be and you go directly to your action. And if you can make that decision about your identity serve you in a healthy way, I get up and I stretch for 10 minutes in the morning, or I get up and I have a glass of water, or whatever the habit you want to do is, if you make that your identity, you will find it much, much easier to action. Okay, so just a few tips on how to make habits that serve you. Please remember that healthy eating and healthy living is a marathon not a sprint, and that you can do it. I promise you, you can do it. Now, if you are interested and want to come and see my video class, then I would love you to sign up and I would hope love to see you there. It's super fun, I think, that in this day of amazing technology, we can connect with people all over the world. As I say, it will be morning time in Europe, but there will be a recording for other people across the world. And if there's demand, I'll try and do another one at a later date at some other time. Now, if you like this podcast, 
I would be really, really grateful if you could share it with your friends. Thank you so much and have a lovely day. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina. If you enjoyed it, I would be really grateful if you could share it with a friend. Every time you share a podcast episode with a friend, it helps me to reach and help more people. Remember, you're welcome to sign up for the new me challenge. Dig out those I can't do it thoughts and replace them with, wow, this is easy and fun. You can sign up at drlina.com slash new me. That's D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com slash new dash in the middle me. Have a lovely week and see you next week. Goodbye.